सो हेलो एवरी वन दिस इज मी हेमंत एंड आई एम बैक विथ अनादर पॉडकास्ट ऑफ ऑल अबाउट यूनाइटेड एंड फुटबॉल सो वट अ वीक इट हैज बिन एंड फुटबॉल आई मीन लाइक टू ऑफ द इंसिडेंट्स हैव एब्सोल्यूटली टेक इन द फुटबॉलिंग वर्ल्ड बाई स्टॉम एंड ऑब्वियसली हैड टू शेड्यूल माई दिस वीक्स पॉडकास्ट टू द नेक्स्ट वीक्स पॉडकास्ट बिकॉज दिस वीक यू हैड नो अदर टॉपिक टू डिस्कस बट मरीसियो पॉजिटिनो सेकेंड फ्रॉम टॉट नो वॉट्स आई मीन लाइक दैट्स द दैट्स द थिंग दैट एवरी वन इज टॉकिंग अबाउट राइट नाउ and uh if pochettino's uh, appointment was something uh, i mean not appointment uh, if pochettino's sacking was the talk of the town then jose mourinho's come back into the premier league as tottenham manager he was is even more surprising than you know like most most people would expect so yep this week is about mourinho pochettino uh, how he had fared at spurs and stuff like that and obviously jose mourinho been appointed as the new spurs manager which is very very surprising in my opinion because um it's 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 a very weird appointment i mean uh, there are a lot of reasons to it uh, to why it's and it's a weird appointment so today uh, along with me uh, i have harsh obviously because the thing with her is that uh, he's obviously not able to get time to you know uh, come come up with me on podcast uh, every week but when whenever incidents like this happen he sort of you know forces his way through a way through to sort of find find some time and do some podcasts and you know uh, i still remember uh, when city lost to wolves or something like that city were performing really badly and this man was like texting me that i have things to get off my chest so let's do a podcast and obviously when uh, pochettino got sacked that's the first thing that he messaged me that uh, yeah it's it's i think it's good for us to sort of do a, do a podcast then we have to definitely do a podcast and I, I, yeah obviously i was anyway going to discuss uh, marichi pochettino and jose mourinho's appointment so big things to talk i've got harsh with me let's get going then So welcome back Harsh uh it's been a long time man so yeah Maruca Pochettino obviously sacked from Spurs what are your initial thoughts there I was just like really shocked when I heard this news like I, there's a guy in my hostel who's a huge Spurs fan and like he messaged he called me actually in the middle of the night to tell me that Pochettino was sacked and he was really devastated i was really devastated because i have been a fan of pochettino since a long time and it was just sad man but you can't really complain because the results were not going his way the team was not playing for him i think he had lost the dressing room and i don't know it it might have been a, the right decision but it's really sad for pochettino and for what he's done for at spurs so yeah yeah i think uh, the big thing was that i mean i i was actually uh, working like uh, a lot that day and i had slept early at night so i wasn't having my phone so the next day i woke up in the morning i was just about to leave the house and i just uh, saw my phone and the first notification that popped out was mauricio pochettino was sacked by tottenham and i was like man what the hell did just happen i mean i was shocked i was i was absolutely devastated i mean i i, I could i could probably have seen it like coming uh, after maybe a january transfer during the january transfer window maybe something like that but i i didn't see this coming this early man i mean i'm i'm i was terribly shocked 
Uh, I think Pochettino deserves immense respect for what he's done. I think at Tottenham, and I think uh, I think yeah, Tottenham players love him. He couldn't even get to say a proper goodbye to them. So uh, fair play. But uh, the big the bigger talk here is not Pochettino sacking. It's Jose Mourinho's appointment as Pochettino's replacement, which absolutely surprised the hell out of me. I mean. Uh, I mean, I was I was probably thinking uh, that Daniel Levy would sort of you know go for a manager like Ralph Ragnick or maybe some someone who's available as a temporary manager, and then maybe uh, in the summer he could have probably gone to someone like a Leipzig and uh, pay the bucks for Julian Nagelsmann and get him from Leipzig and stuff like that. I was thinking all those things, but Jose Mourinho, I think uh, he's a very interesting character. I mean. Look, I I always say this. Jose is a two-season manager for me. The first season he does decently well, uh, because uh, his style of football and all it's not as as pragmatic as uh, it gets uh, in the la- later parts of a Jose tenure. The second season is always his best season, no matter if he wins the title or not. It's always his best season, and it's the third season where everything starts toppling apart. So, for me, that's Jose's uh, style as a manager, and I think. uh at tottenham i can i can see uh i can see a lot of things that would be similar to chelsea and uh manchester united uh and i still think that uh, after two seasons tottenham need someone like a uh, nagelsmann or something someone who could actually replicate what what pochettino started five and a half years ago so what are your thoughts about mourinho's appointment there Yep, you just mentioned it. It just came out of nowhere. I I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere because he was in the talks, but like I didn't think they'd appoint him, especially in the middle of the season, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Daniel I, 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 Levy was probably in talks with him since the last three weeks, so probably wasn't a surprise. I think. Yeah, and like, apo Mourinho, apo um, the appointment of Mourinho is like the most un Daniel Levy thing ever, because. First of all, he had to dish out some 12 million cash for Mauricio Pochettino, and then now he's made uh, like uh, Mourinho. He's earning more than Klopp and uh, most of the other managers. So like that's kind of not the Daniel Levy code to overpay these managers. But I think this this might be the best squad that he's got since the first Chelsea team, because this squad is way better than United when he went there. They still have Harry Kane, who is still in his prime, and he's banging in goals for England, if not for Spurs. They still have Delhi Ali, who I really rate a lot. Uh, Eriksen might be leaving, but they have two great midfielders in Endombele and Nocelso, and Son is still great. Like they still have Lucas Moura. They have a decent defense. Like the defense is a major problem, but like I think Mourinho can get uh, the most out of them till January, and then he might look for a couple of signings, but. I think this might work actually. Like, he might get them. Uh, like, uh, maybe not top focus. Leicester and Chelsea are playing unbelievably right now, and he's not going to catch City or Liverpool by any shot. But if he gets into into the top six and gets into like a Champions League quarterfinal, I think it'll be, it'll be a great season. And then the thing is, next year there might be a chance for the title. Cause if Pep leaves, then that's Man City done for one year at least. Cause Any guy who comes in will need at least one year to get his agendas and get his playing style onto these players. And maybe Klopp, if if Liverpool lose like someone like Salah or Mane to Real Madrid or something, then that could be a while. So next year there is a window of opportunity to win the Premier League. But 
So maybe Mourinho is coming for that, but let's see. I think it's a good appointment. Um, let's talk about uh, Pochettino over here for a moment. I think, uh, I think what went wrong for Pochettino, in my opinion, was I mean, like everyone knows that he should have probably left uh, after guiding them to that Champions League final. I think that was the pro- probably the right thing to do, and he said it himself that had. Uh, you know, he got a proper offer from one of the clubs. Uh, then probably he and his coaching staff had considered uh, considered uh, leaving Tottenham after that Champions League final. And it's it was probably the right thing to do after the season started. I don't think uh, Pochettino is massively at fault. I mean, like yeah, he ha- he has been at fault. He made some team selections that I heard from a lot of Spurs fans that frustrated them. Uh, but but I think uh, the players had. Just stop giving him a, giving him a damn. I think, and I think uh, uh, that that's one of the reasons why I think Pochettino's uh, you know long built legacy uh, got toppled. Uh, you know at Tottenham. But one of the most interesting things about Jose Mourinho coming at Tottenham uh, yesterday, if, I don't know if you saw his press conference, but it was one of the yeah, most interesting. Uh, as a forty minute long press conference, it was. I mean, it had um, loads of things to uh, discuss. I mean, like. Firstly, when he was asked uh, uh, by one of the journalists that is he going to change his style of play or something like that, he said, no, he's just going to add his own inputs into it because uh, it's it's something... Yeah, like, add details or something, I think. It's yeah, something like, like yeah, the base has been like built for the, for the last five and a half years and stuff like that. So the base has been built already. So it's his job to sort of add uh, details into it, probably make some changes that would make uh, things look better. And uh, most importantly, he was saying uh, he was he, he wanted to bring passion and happiness into the squad, which I think is important because uh, that Tottenham squad, I mean, uh, that they look very low in confidence. I mean, that confidence must be dead on floor after Pochettino went. And Mourinho is one of those guys who's, uh, whenever Mourinho is kind of jovial with his players, he can actually uh, sort of get good uh, performance or, uh, performances out of his players. And he's a tactician. And I think... Uh, no, no, some of the some of the players that he's got at Tottenham right now, uh, he he wanted them uh, long back at different clubs. I mean, like at United and Chelsea, obviously. And and right now at Tottenham, he's gonna get to work with them. And I think uh, I think uh, I I won't I I won't necessarily think that Mourinho would just go in and start playing the park the bus style again. I think he's just gonna let them express themselves for a few games because. Uh, you never know how a mid-season Jose Mourinho would start as a tenure because, you know, if if he but he's starts, still going to play a four-four-two, right? Yeah, I think he's going to play a four-two-three-one. I, 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 my, my predicted line for Jose Mourinho is a four-two-three-one. I think uh, I think he should play. Lo Celso is not necessarily a CDM, but like he should play uh, alongside and Dombele in a midfield, and you should he should probably play Ericsson. And I don't really rate Delhi. I, I don't think uh, Tottenham's fan want. Ericsson anywhere near the pitch because he's been dreadful and he wants to leave. So maybe he can start Lo Celso in the number 10 role yeah, and yeah, play Dyer or Winks or someone. Yeah. yeah, but the most important thing for me is that I think you should start uh, Lucas Mora because I think he's been an amazing player but I don't know why Pochettino didn't uh, opt to sort of give him the amount of game time that he deserves. And uh, if you talk about Hoenman's uh, son, uh, people sort of said that uh, obviously they trolled him that Son is going to play at left back or something like that. But yeah, but uh, what do you think like is, is going to be his best 11 at Spurs? So I, I like, according to me, the there's a 
4-2-3-1 like right in place if he wants to play there. like he can play the four defenders whatever he wants like he can play Aurier at left back or Davison Sanchez whoever wants I'm not de- cared about the defense but he can play uh, the midfield two of Wings and Ndombele like Wings can be the passing guy and Ndombele can be the guy who progresses in and Lo Celso is an amazing number 10 like he was great at Betis in that number 10 role and the front three is quite good like Kane, Ali, Lo Celso or oh, sorry Kane, Ali, Son or Mora, any three you pick out of that, it's going to work because they play well with each other. So, there's a 4-2-3-1 in place, but I don't know, he might still go with the 4-4-2 because he's done that like all his career, just sticks on and Kane up front. And that might not be the worst idea because they complement each other very well, but I think 4-2-3-1 is what he should go with. And if he goes with that, he might have good success. But I don't know if, if he'll be pragmatic or just let them play because... That's the million-dollar question with Mourinho. Like, does he play pragmatic or does he play attacking football? You never know. It's on yep. his mood. Yep, I think uh, his his first job would be to like solidify that first defense because it's very vulnerable at the moment. I think uh, because uh, Batongan and Alderweireld, uh, they're they're like two of the uh, I would not say a golden generation, but like they were definitely two like decent guys. I think uh, they've just declined through age, in my opinion. So uh, I, I think he would definitely focus to, you know, strengthen that back, strengthen that backline first. So I think we would see a better counter-attacking team uh, from Spurs because, uh, you know, I always said uh, Son Heung-min is one of the best counter-attacking players in the Premier League uh, I've seen uh, in this uh, probably four five years. Uh, and I think uh, if Mourinho can sort of uh, make that first team a dangerous counter-attacking team, then he can sort of get uh, more outputs, uh, you know, with players like Ali and maybe uh, Son, I think. So that's going to be good. And, you know, uh, Kane, people were actually saying, uh, like, he's going to he's gonna use the pressing style of play because he, he would want his uh, players to press when the ball score goals, then... Uh, you know, trouble teams uh, on the counters and stuff like that. Um, but I think I don't think Mourinho will necessarily be the pragmatic guy because if you if you look at his uh, you know interviews after he was sacked, he was like, uh, I think your principles and your base should be same as a manager. Uh, you should never forget them. But uh, if you talk about uh, if you talk about the modern modern uh, generation of this football uh, football managers and football teams, you have to change a little bit. You have to make some tweaks and stuff like that. He was hinting that a lot at uh, when he was at Sky Sports Studios and stuff like that. So I do I don't necessarily think he will, you know, be that typical Jose who will park the bus for 90 minutes and probably hit teams on the counter attacks and stuff like that. But uh, because and he's also been saying that he's not going to change massively in the style of play of uh, Tottenham because because the base has been built for the last uh, five years, five and a half years by Pochettino. And he was talking so much about Daniel Levy's vision, man. I mean, that actually... Uh, because he was actually telling that I'm going to go to a club where... Uh, yeah, the like, what do you think is his vision? Like, what, where does Daniel Levy see this club yeah, by the end of I, Mourinho? Because I, I have no I think, idea right I think, now. I think, look, uh, I think uh, he, his idea with Daniel Levy is that uh, he's going to build a squad. Uh, I think he's going to back Mourinho, first thing, uh, because... He's going to back Mourinho with... But uh, uh, like some... you say that, but won't that be unfair on Poch then? Because 
ஜனவரிட்டிவேட் uh i'm going to go at a club where the vision is clear i'm going to get some money to be spent and the manager on the board can actually understand uh, uh where what i want and what i want to do at the club so i think danny levy i think clearly trusts morinho which is a big thing for me and i think he's going to he's going to try and build a squad with morinho not ruin the base at all that was built uh, by uh, pochettino in the meantime and uh, i think then he's going to probably see how jose does and then probably look out for one of those nagelsmanns and the young attacking flair managers that you're getting in the modern uh, era of football but yeah, i think daniel levy's vision if you talk about it i i i just think he's got the stadium now uh, that was his, uh, that was the part of his vision now he wants to see a very young dynamic attacking squad that would actually you know challenge for titles and all and i think jose is coming to sort of uh make these players uh i know passionate i would say and make these players more uh you know i think i would say more fighting for the badge and stuff like that he's he's there for a lot of uh i, I would say motivational reasons and stuff like that and obviously spurs want us to uh, trophy badly and i'm definitely sure mourinho will uh, get them close to one of those cups and you know small competitions that spurs are going to play so that's one of the reasons and i think it's just a two year plan short term plan uh for for mourinho i think and if if he can actually do that well i think daniel levy will probably look at someone like a nagelsmann or something like that uh, what do you think yeah but uh, like some people are some people are just i heard many podcasts like many people are saying that like buying mourinho is just going to ruin this club's atmosphere and he's just everything what Uh, yeah it, it is it is going to ruin it because i think uh, look with mourinho after two seasons he starts losing his cool he starts you know uh, moaning about things that uh, he you know he shouldn't be moaning but, uh, but rightly so he moans uh, and he starts falling out with players he starts uh, disrupting the rhythm within the squad he starts uh, you know making decisions that goes uh, over players' heads and he does a lot of things and that actually uh, makes the club uh, be in a worse situation than they had ever been so when mourinho was initially appointed my initial thoughts were that you know right now tottenham are in a bad situation but but by the end of mourinho's era they're going to be in an even even worse situation but having said that i don't think this is the typical jose mourinho that that's come to spurs i think we might see a change i i, I know it's very early we have to kind of uh say that after a few games uh, after seeing like what his exact plan is going to look like and stuff like that but you never know with mourinho he's an unpredictable guy I, for the end of the day i think pochettino sacked i think it was probably the right time for him to go and someone big like a bayern barca real madrid whoever it, it might be they must just barca obviously no because he manages espanol but one of the big guys are going to snap him up he is going to probably uh no resume his career with a big club and mourinho is like back for the entertainment purpose uh, for media is going to give them trps and shit uh, but for tottenham i think for two years i think they've got a decent manager who could probably guarantee them trophies that they have been badly requiring and i'm definitely sure 
uh, whenever Tottenham will win that FA Cup or something like that, they're gonna be the fans are gonna be in a meltdown, and they'll probably make a documentary over it. So let's see what happens there. So yeah, what do you have to say that? Yeah, like I'm not concerned about Pochettino's future at all because he can just go to any club in the world. Like he's probably the third best manager in the world. I've said that many times. Like I've said he's second best, but if I say he's better than Jurgen Klopp, then like Liverpool fans are gonna attack me. And like he's he's the third best manager in the world. And like he can go to Bayern, he can go to Real Madrid. Like anyone would give up their manager in a heartbeat if they get to, if they get to have Mauricio Pochettino. Like. That guy is just—he's—he's he's gonna have a huge career ahead, and uh, like, if he wants, yeah, I've—I've I've heard like many links to Bayern. Now uh, maybe he won't do make a do a job this year, but like, did like I had this, uh, uh, like, as soon as uh, Pochino got sacked, I thought Ed Woodward could then sack Oli and make. Uh, him I was going to say, gonna, yeah, I'm, I was yeah, actually going to say about. Yeah, I thought this this would be like a chain of events, like. Uh, Pochettino goes, Mourinho comes, Oli goes, and Poch Koch comes to United. Like I thought that could be a chain of events, but it has not panned out till now. But do you think it could happen in the future? Look, uh, the, look. The thing is that uh, I don't know why uh, United fans, as soon as Pochettino got sacked, they suddenly stopped singing Oli's at the wheel and they're they're like, get Poch, get Poch, get Poch. I mean, look, I said this uh, in my previous podcast. I don't know if you heard it or not. But I'll say it now. Obviously, Pochettino is a way better manager than Oli. I'll say that hands up. I- I'm definitely sure if he's gonna have a vision, it's way better. It's gonna be way better than Oli. Uh, I'm gonna say that hands up. No disrespect. No disrespect to Oli. But I think I I said it in my uh, podcast where I said whether you're Oli in or Oli out in the story of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer podcast. If you wanna make your mind up whether you're Oli in or Oli out, just have to say whoever comes in, he's gonna have the first two, three, four months probably very good. Then he's gonna turn to a squad depth, and uh, he's not gonna have players. He's gonna struggle with injuries and stuff like that. And then he's gonna tu- he's gonna turn to Edward. Edward is not gonna back him, and obviously uh, it's gonna be another failure. But to- Pochettino, if he's gonna come, he'll obviously want money. But what Edward will do smartly this time is that if Pochettino demands a 200 million or a 250 million out of Edward's pocket. Then he's gonna probably spend that money, but he's also gonna sell the likes of Pogba and stuff like that, and your net spend becomes maybe like a hundred or fifty million, which again uh, leaves you thin on squad because a, a major player is gonna leave, and you're gonna get that money back. So basically, Edward Woodward is one of those guys who sort of doesn't give you. He's pre- I would say Danny Levy 2.0 for uh, Pochettino. And I, I first of all, one he's thing- way better than Daniel Levy. Uh, sorry, he's way better than. Edward Wood, yeah, Daniel yeah, Levy. But, but still, Edward Wood, uh, Edward Wood is a shit house, and everyone knows that. And but but one thing is that uh, obviously Daniel Levy is not that that kind of a stupid guy to sort of not mention that thing in a con uh, and Pochettino's contract that he can't manage a Premier League club until like a particular time and something like that. I, I'm sure definitely that might be a clause. And obviously, uh, Poch won't go to United for for uh, many reasons, I think, because. He he obviously knows uh, how Jose has uh, moved at United, and uh, with 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 respect to the signings and stuff like that, he knows that club doesn't have a clear structure. He 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 knows that that club is messed from top to bottom. And Pochettino, like someone said uh, this on one of the social media platforms or something like uh, something like that. That why would Pochettino go to a club where he has to rebuild? He's way be- he's way ahead of that rebuild. He's he's as you said right now. He's one of those managers who could straight away go into a Bayern or a 
uh, Real Madrid or he can just start uh, you know start with one of those elite clubs and uh, probably lead them to a title charge or something like that he's gone to that level Pochettino and I think Rebuild is like way ahead of his uh, thought and I think that's the reason why I think uh, we don't need him at the moment uh, and yeah so what do you have to say about that but like don't you think like it'll be too late then because then if Poch goes then who do you hire because who's the next best manager in the world because like yeah. after Pep and Klopp like Look. he is the next best there's no debate about it I don't think it's, there's yeah. no debate about it in my mind at least Look, so if you uh, get and agree it's gonna be worse than Poch anyway so Look, I obviously said this uh, as a thing. Look, like now Poch is available. I don't know how long he's going to be available. I think Bayern or someone like that is going to approach him real soon and he might even take that job because he want, he probably wants to manage a club at this point in time. But, Hank said that, if he remains available, I, I, I think this is a healthy sort of a competition. I mean, like, look, Oli sort of had his first three months were really good for Oli. Then again, uh, the, the last six months have have been terrible and in the last probably not not a month i would say but the last few weeks have been signs of positivity in some sort of a way so it's sort of an inconsistent uh, run for ali so what i would just say to ali is that look now edward wood has got someone uh, who he loves a lot which is pochettino everyone knows how much edward wood loves pochettino and how much he would like to get him at united so it's time for you to just step up your game start performing uh, with your players on the pitch. I mean, like, get some consistent results. And if you do that, then you keep the job. And if you don't do that, if you don't turn this club situation around anytime soon, then you've got Poch waiting on the door. You've got him knocking. You're going to get him. Poch is going to have his own demands and probably Edward would, would fulfill his demands. I wouldn't say he definitely will. He might because he def- de- desperately wants Poch. And that would be the end of Oli. Sadly, but yeah, that that's sort of a healthy competition for me. So I think that that's the way you put this uh, for Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. So yeah, that if that's the that's how Edward Wood is thinking right now, then I would definitely uh, give a big pat on his back because that's that's gonna put a good pressure on Ali. And even if if you see right now, Mourinho's on 13th. Uh, he's two points behind Ali. So if Mourinho is you know if fans want to uh, look, compare who's the better guy obviously Mourinho on paper is the better manager but like who's going to have a better time at their club this is the competition where it starts Mourinho was a soldier uh, from uh, the from the weekend I mean like both of them are going to compete uh, against teams and both of them are going to play matches and at the end of the season it's going to be seen who's going to finish above who like if Oli is doing well at United, he'll finish above Mourinho. And if Mourinho is doing well at Spurs, then he'll probably finish ahead of Mourinho. So that's that's a good competition, good pressure for Solskjaer. I think it's time for him to up his game. And 4th December is going to be an absolute cracker of a match. Royal Trafford, Solskjaer versus Mourinho. And 22nd, it's again Stafford Bridge, which is going to be insane. Lampard, Mourinho, because Chelsea fans are literally sort of uh, losing the shit out of Mourinho because he went to Spurs. Uh, what are your thoughts? I'm just totally looking forward to those two games, especially the Chelsea one. Like that is gonna be like insane. Is it at Stamford Bridge? Is he going to Stamford Bridge? No, I think it's first at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. Okay, because that Stamford Bridge leg like, is gonna be electrifying. 
it's it's going to like tear tear the shit apart of that shit i mean i i i mean i would watch it at any time of the day i mean like even if yeah, it's at the, the night i'll watch it that's it's going to be okay. fascinating yeah. I, i just want to watch every morino game from now on like seriously i've become yeah, kind of obsessed with them from an entertain love him or hate him from an entertainment point of view it's an amazing uh, thing yeah. to have back because he you know he said a lot of things yesterday in his press conference i mean the one of the thing that stood out for me was, was that he said literally said that he was fortunate to have someone like mctominay at united a talented guy like mctominay which i that made me laugh like i mean like maybe this kid's got potential because sir alex said it as well but let's see but let's go into the second last segment of this podcast which is uh, this is an interesting one so i was actually uh, you know texting around people on social media posting stories and stuff like that uh, about uh, after what what like poch got sacked and stuff like that uh, but then there was there was this amazing story that pranav the arsenal fan posted that he would any day take spurs uh, he would any day take pochettino at uh, arsenal because uh, i think it was paul moson or someone like that who said uh, if pochettino goes to arsenal and if he does a good job then why wouldn't arsenal fans love him and Prana was like, I absolutely love Poch. He's my heartbeat, and I would take him any day. And I was like, You seriously want the next Tottenham manager at Arsenal? So, what do you think? Uh, do you think if Arsenal uh, fans want Pochettino, should Arsenal go for Pochettino? But like, just for the morality sake of it, he should never go to Barcelona yeah. or Arsenal. I, but I, I don't think I don't g- genuinely think he. If if arsenal go seriously appoint uh, like if they go seriously approach pochettino i don't think they'll seriously take him like i mean pochettino wouldn't seriously take that job same because like it's not one of the biggest jobs in the world like he can go to bayern or real like they, those those guys are going to give him quality players and quality uh, money to spend and arsenal aren't going to give you any of that so why would you go but it might like any manager in the world any sorry any fan in the world would like to have poch at their club like seriously uh, most of the most of the people would give up their managers in a heartbeat to if it meant that they could have poch at the club because he that guy is amazing like so arsenal no different because even though they hate they, they might have hated him during the northern derby because he always used to beat them and stuff but but if he comes to arsenal and does a great job why not like but that's like very unrealistic according to me yeah i think yeah i i don't think pochettino will consider the arsenal job and i think for the morality sake just as you said he won't go there so uh th- sorry arsenal fans if you have huge expectations of sacking every and getting pochettino but uh, so that smoothly takes me on to the last part of the podcast which is interesting because this question is not actually answered by people really well uh, so obviously bayern sacked kovac after that humiliation uh, of 5-1 against frankfurt yeah it was against frankfurt uh, and pochettino got sacked recently by spurs because spurs were on 13th in the uh, premier league and obviously they lost 7-2 to uh, bayern and what not 4-0 to colchester all those results so does this give a wake up call or a sort of a lesson to clubs like Barcelona uh, who haven't sacked Valverde after like uh, after underperforming uh, like an after after an underperforming Barcelona team like since the last year or so i mean like Barcelona have been underperforming everyone knows that so is it a lesson for like uh, Valverde uh, 
at Barcelona and people at Real Madrid who are sort of on the fence probably for Zidane and other clubs and probably Arsenal as well. Do you think it's a lesson for them? Because I think uh, Pochettino and Kovac, the way they got sacked, it should probably be a wake-up call for some of these clubs. I know it, sh- it isn't for United because Woodward has been publicly saying he backs all in shit. So, what what about the other clubs like Napoli as well? Uh, Ancelotti is not probably doing that well. So, do you think it's a wake-up call for them? Do you think they should make changes as well, looking at this, uh, both of these situations? Yeah, the Barcelona one is like quite troubling. But I have kind of a theory about this. I think Barcelona are waiting for Pep to get out of contract at City because they like Barcelona oh have like a. <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, I I God. just have had a theory because like Barcelona like to hire Spanish guys. Like that's known. Like they they have not hired many guys from outside except Johan Cruyff on. Van Hal, I think. Like rest yeah, all have been shout out, shout, shout out to shout out to Louis Enrique uh, for getting back into management. I think it's it's been a tough few months. I think people were, were calling it a uh, sort of an unfair appointment uh, to Spain, but I think fair play to Louis Enrique for getting back into management. Yeah, uh, go on, Hush. Yeah, like it's been sad for him because his daughter passed away, and like all the blessings with his family. Uh, but like coming to Barcelona, like I think. They might want to get Pep back at that club, and like Pep, like why, why would why wouldn't he want to go to Barcelona and uh, play with Messi like last years of Messi in his prime? Because not many of those are left yet, and he desperately wants to win a Champions League, and I don't think they can do it with Valverde. They might be able to this year, but like you always have that choking factor. So maybe they are looking at Pep, and next year like there have been many rumors like. So Pep might want to leave next year, and Bayern have also come calling for Pep. So I don't know about how that's going to end up, but let's see. So Barcelona maybe uh, they 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 have to sack their manager, but I don't think they will. But so Real Madrid is kind of interesting because like they they appointed Zidane, but and he's only been like there for one year, but uh, he's been performing like he's he's not been performing good. But like who are they going to get other than him? Like. Uh, Pochettino is available now, so they might look for him. But that might be uh, unfair to Zidane because he's won them three Champions League, and I think Perez, like as as much of an asshole as he is, he still uh, rates Zidane because he won him three Champions League. So, but like Arsenal is unbelievable. Like I think they should sack Emery right now, and just I I don't know what Arsenal fans are. Feeling right now because their their club is going down. I think they are even worse than Man United right now. So Arsenal is Arsenal is the guy one who has to sack the manager next. I think Emery out for me. Yep, uh, and I think uh, Mourinho obviously was available until now for someone like a Real Madrid, but now he's gone as well. And what about Napoli? I think do you think Ancelotti is actually doing that well? And do you think they might probably have to look at someone else? They actually played like really well last year because they they were the best team. But still, Juventus won because they had a good defensive structure and all. But Napoli have been the for the past two years, like Sarri's last season and last season of Ancelotti. They have been the best team in Italy, and it's not this year, of course, because Conte is back and Sarri is there at Juventus. And the like, maybe you've not heard, maybe you have, or maybe you've not heard this, but there's been a huge uh, problem. There's like a civil war going on there with the. club director and like all the players and managers he just uh, there's that's a that's a big story like after the 
lost to atlanta i think there was a big uh, like it was kind of a civil war like he told uh, he went he made the players go on a lockdown and the players didn't agree and it's like the whoever is interested in can read it because it's kind of interesting and uh, yeah so napoli with carlo ancelotti like same with well, who who are they going to get who's better than him because he's one of the best managers still even though he's old he's still one of the best managers that they can get so not napoli but like i've said arsenal have to get rid of the manager maybe manchester united and uh, uh but yeah united won't because uh, i i think i think right now i think oli probably has something on his hand and i think maybe it's uh, good for uh, united to sort of wait till january or something like that but Yeah, Arsenal. I think uh, many Arsenal fans said uh, that probably get someone like a Marcelino or a Roger Schmidt at the club at till the end of the season, and then go for someone like a Rose or a yeah, one of those Rose, German. Yeah, Rose. Rose is going to be like one of the most. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely pissed that Marco Rose has been linked to Arsenal because when he was at Salzburg, I sort of did my research, and I, everyone knows how big a Marco Rose fan I was uh, since the time he was at Salzburg. So. And, and now he's at Mönchengladbach. Killing it! Like they are the best team in Bundesliga by far. Even and suddenly now, yeah, and suddenly now, Rose becomes a known manager, and Premier League clubs like Arsenal, of all people, want him. So yeah, I think uh, Arsenal can do that, and probably have to do that. But Unai Emery, I think even for him, the clock is sort of ticking because the Mourinho pressure and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, another so, huge guy, another huge manager who might be on next year's. Brendan Rodgers who was the first choice I think before Mourinho because yeah, he's been yeah. doing wonders he, at Leicester so he might be up for a and even like he was even linked to City like if Pep leaves anytime soon maybe at City then so yeah yeah probably I don't I don't I don't see that but fair enough yeah so that's that's the only time that we've got for this podcast and man like if you got anything to do, okay like let's let's just let's do one thing at the football repeat is yep Uh, let's just uh, drank out our top yeah, three. Yeah, let's just if we can. Uh, sorry, uh, top three performance. Top three po- Pochettino moments or performances or whatever. Okay, yeah, let's just do that for a tribute then. So for me, uh, the, the top, okay, the first one is definitely the Champions League final. The second is obviously the Champions League semi-final uh, that that he won against Ajax, like. Obviously, that comes as my first moment. I mean, like getting into the Champions League final, beating Ajax, uh, and obviously the second half was crazy and all that. That was the my best Pochettino moment for me. I think uh, the second thing is, I mean, it's difficult, man, with Pochettino. The second thing is his last game at uh, White Hart Lane. I think it was it was against United, but it was emotional because I think Pochettino way he showed his emotions and stuff at White Hart Lane. His last game at White Hart Lane is something that's that must be there in his top three moments. And the third moment that now this is interesting. Uh, probably playing uh, and winning his first game at the new stadium. I mean, with Pochettino, you have not got any any of these trophy moments and stuff. It it has got to be one of those small things and stuff. So yeah, for me, those are the three top moments. What of what's up? Yeah, like first, first for me is obviously Ajax semi-final, huge comeback, and all down to him. Like people discredited him, saying it was fluke, but he made it happen. He put Lorenz Llorente in, and he just uh, let them go for air balls. And uh, yeah, I think the second one should be a City one, the City one where he beat City for you. 
I mean, like that was a crazy game. The four-three game, where sort of he beat Man City. Yep, I think that that's the second moment for you then, is it? Okay, I'm sorry I got interrupted a bit there, but like uh, first is obviously I mentioned the Ajax moment. The second one is probably gonna be like most of the North London derbies, like especially the I remember the one where. Uh, The Harry Kane goal, I think it was. Uh, it was a penalty. Yeah, I think. It was, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, one one from the edge of the box. He sort of. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was one. And there was another like that is one of the best goals in the North London derby. But there was another one. I think it was two two to three years ago. But but uh, and it was at White Hart Lane, I guess. Uh, like it was like a, almost a last minute penalty, and Harry Kane scored that, and like the crowd erupted, and that was one of the best North London derbies, and. Uh, Like third is kind of uh, in the in his last season, I think he went unbeaten at White Hart Lane, which is which was quite good for Tottenham fans, and because that stadium meant so much. And yeah, last just signing off saying that Pochettino is one of the best managers, and he'll be remembered in the Premier League forever. Just huge fan of Pochettino. Yep, uh, yep, I agree with you there. I agree with you, and I think uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it for Pochettino. I hope he does well in his career. And if there's anything more to discuss, then Harshman, please revive that ESL Football Repeat channel back again. I think now you've got probably some time, not only for these, uh, <laughs> you know, out of the like, not only for these. Yeah, I'm starting that... to think. I've started to think that I might do just uh, 20 minutes reviews of the entire Premier League yeah, weekend that's, or that's, whatever. That's, that's, that's... That's what the thing that I want from you, and I hope to get on on that channel. And yep, so Benjus Club is also coming uh, soon. The ones who don't know, uh, first episode is going to be Game of Thrones uh, season eight review that I'm going to do. So spoiler alert, guys! Yep, that's my new podcast coming out. Uh, and yeah, and see you again in the next podcast then. I hope you liked the podcast. Make sure you send me your thoughts, opinions, or reviews. on the social platforms mentioned in the description of the podcast and make sure you listen to this podcast on major podcasting platforms such as anchor google podcast spotify radio public overcast pocket cast and apple itunes and many more see you in the next podcast then oh, no,